player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 157 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother's show. How we doing? Fantastic. If you didn't know, this is the Two Player Co-op Podcast, where just about every week, two brothers get together to tell you everything you we think you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you hit that like button down on the video, hit the subscribe button, share the video with your friends and family. It would mean a lot to us. If you're listening on audio services around the multiverse, Head over to youtube.com slash two player co-op. Drop us a sub, drop us a like. It really does mean a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, if you really like us and you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash two player co-op. Just like our producer Steve Appleton did and our affiliates Logan Wilkinson and James Solar. If you like merch, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two player co-op to buy shirts there. If you do buy them, like we've said before, we really appreciate it, but also tweet at us so yeah, we let can us see it so we know who's buying them because maybe Teespring tells you I can't figure it out to see a way who's buying what. To see a way who's buying what. That didn't make any sense. Uh, also, if you want to watch us be bad at video games, you can always go over to twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. Right? Yeah, underscore. Yep. We do it every once in a while. We're not Twitchers, but sometimes we'll do there and we'll do it there and we're very bad at most games. Not all games. Some games. Call of Duty I'm very bad at. Uh, as we said last week, Extra Life is coming up. By the time you're watching this, it's just a few days away. It will be this Saturday, November 9th, starting at 10 a.m. Central. We will be part of the Nerd 901 Extra Life team. We are very excited about it. It will be going down over at twitch.tv slash nerd901. If you want to donate, make sure you just go over to nerd901.com slash extra life. Uh, the milestones, once again, it's easier if I just pull up my handy-dandy document. For $1,000, we will be doing Super Hot Ones. Adam, Paul, Sean. That's right. And myself will be playing Super Hot in VR while eating new, 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 new wing orders, hottest wings. When we hit $2,000, Adam will face his fears and play a scary game in VR. For when we hit three thousand, Paul will dye his beautiful beard. For four thousand, Nick will dye what hair he has left up top. I'm not making fun of him. That's what they wrote in the tweet, so it's okay <laughs> if I say that. And for five thousand dollars, we will be having an extra life party. Um, so the the schedule is kind of subject to change, but we do know some of the things we're going to be doing on there. Let me just run through some of the games. I think I've still got it on here. Um. We're going to be playing some Smash. We're going to be playing some Mario Party. We're probably going to play some Goose Game, which is just... I want to actually... I have not watched any videos of that. I just know it watched, sounds like the funniest thing ever. One. Is it, is, it looks pretty fun. Yeah. But at yeah. this point, like I tweeted about a while ago, I was like, it's going to come to PS4. I'd rather just get it there and get a Platinum, hopefully. Uh, like I said, we're going to do Super Hot Ones. We're going to do Mario Kart. Sean and I have a couple things that we have planned. Um Again, times are subject to change, but as we as we get to that day, just stay tuned on Twitter. We'll let you know when we're going live with our individual things. We're going to be playing a lot together. Um, but we are going to try something called... Is there a better way to call it? What what the Mario World thing? So we're going to do two... We're going to do Super Mario World, two players, one controller. There you go. Two player co-op, one controller. Uh, we're just going to play Mario World with one of us controlling the D-pad. And I thought of a cheat. Like, we could just have one of us hold the left Joy-Con, one hold the right. 
but I think that makes it easier. I think it's funnier if we're both be actually holding yeah, the yeah. pro controller. No, I agree. Uh, we're going to have an inter intra site tournament that pretty much is scheduled from to go from five to seven. I don't know all the games are going to be playing. We've talked about a lot of different ones, um, but it'll be everybody that's part of the Nerd Nine Hundred One family will be taking part of it in part of. <laughs> wait, taking part in it in it, not of it. Um, when that's, we will be part of it, we will take part in it. In it. When that's done, Sean and I are going to try to do at least, the, again, subject to change, but we're going to do what we call a Mario 3 speed run. It's not really a speed run because you can beat this game even quicker, but we're not doing any glitches or anything like that. We're just going to see. We've got an hour. Can we beat Mario 3 in an hour? Obviously, it's it's not going to be like when we did Mario Mondays and we did every world. No, we're going to warp. I still need to remember there's the warp in 1-3, the fortress... And then do we just get to world two and then we warp and then warp again to get to warp eight again? Yeah. That's all we have to do. So we only need Pretty two sure. whistles, right? Uh, I think so. Cause there's a third whistle in the desert, but that takes forever to get there. Cause isn't it way over on yeah, the other the, side? Yeah. It's like at the end. Okay. So we go, we beat world one. We warp. Yeah. Cause it goes Two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we'll be eight. on two, so we can go to five, six, seven, and then we can go to eight. I think so. Once we beat world one. Yeah. But if you warp from world one, you can then only you go, go to two, to three, three four, four, four. So then you would need three. Yeah. I think we can beat it in an hour, but we're not very good at it. Well, Sean's very good at Mario 3. I am not, so I probably won't be holding my own. Um, but we're going to try that. Sean's probably going to play some Mario Maker 2, you think? Sure. Um, and then it's then once we get to like the overnight hours... I won't be there. Sean won't be there either. We we got kids. Um, but they're going to fill in. They're going to do the full 24 hours. Um, but we should be there for about, I'll be there for about 10 hours. Sean, 10, 12, somewhere in there. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I like the focus we have this year. It's on video games. Last year, we, we filled a lot of time just by doing podcasts. And I don't think it was the best idea i think we all kind of agreed on that we wanted to be very video game focused this time i had a blast doing our podcast because we did that our, was great but we yeah, updated should be our top 10 list um but it's gonna be all games this time and it's it's gonna be a lot of fun and i really hope you guys tune in like i said just keep an eye out on twitter go subscribe over to twitch.tv slash nerd 901 if you haven't already and then you can get notified when we go live and all that fun stuff so i'm excited uh before we get into everything sean Death Stranding review embargo broke. I gave the game a 9.5. I did not. We didn't get review copies. I tried. They, We didn't get them. Uh, it's currently sitting at an 84 on Metacritic. And I think when I thought about this game, I thought it was going to review well because it's. I thought it was going to be artsy-fartsy, and it is artsy-fartsy. But I thought it was going to be divisive amongst us the people but it's divisive against reviewers i mean you've got some i saw some 10 out of 10 all the way down to ign giving it a 6.8 and other people gave it like a three out of five and stuff that's weird when you're just doing three you know a five point scale but i i'm i'm keeping my pre-order i'm going to play it but i am nervous about this game uh i'm a little worried it's gonna be um, similar but obviously different to everything I didn't like or know that I wouldn't yeah. have liked yep. about Red Dead. People have like brought just that too up. much, just like 
boring stuff. Like, why do I need to do this? And I know it's your favorite game of all time, but Hideo's no stranger to this. Like in Metal Gear Solid 3, I remember it didn't end up being a big deal, but like the having healing. to like, you know, put a, a brace on your leg or take venom out of you. And like, yeah. you got to eat every so often. And like, like this, this adds nothing to the game. I don't think it took a lot away, but it added nothing. And that's what I'm worried. It sounds like there's a lot of that type of stuff going on here. I've heard people in podcasts and like review discussions, bring up red dead. Um, which makes me nervous. Not not like you've got to, if you fall, you've got to clean, well, you do have to clean the baby and stuff. Like there's, I don't know. I don't know. But everybody's saying like at first when you play this whole, like hold the triggers to balance Norman and do all this other stuff, it's like, what the hell am I doing? But then you kind of settle into it and you get used to it. And I guess at the very, very beginning, you're carrying like a whole bunch of boxes. You look like some of those Instagrams that, Kojima would do when his back's like boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and that makes it hard but as you get further into the game you're not always having to do these huge deliveries like sometimes you can just put a backpack on and strap something here and here and then you're kind of balanced but the other thing a lot of people were talking about which I didn't realize was the terrain is so important in this game like you use you can use your little blah, blah, blah thing when mm-hmm. it gets upgraded and it'll like map out the train and you can see like the grids going like well here's this and like sometimes you'll be walking along and then you don't even see a rock or something and you're oh god and he falls down the baby starts crying and i don't know um i'm definitely not going into this thinking it's going to be my favorite game ever or even game of the year or even like top 5 for me this year but i think i owe it to Kojima and everything that he's done for me as a gamer to at least give it the old college try. So I'm going to. Right. Or do you still think you're going to get it? Or now are you like, you're going to wait till I'm going to wait it? and see. Yeah. Um, it just seems like it's a lot of they're doing, or he's doing a lot of stuff in this game just because you can and not because it's fun. You know what I'm saying? It just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll wait and see. It's definitely him with all the shackles off, as I've said a million times, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't even know why I put that in there. I don't care about talking about that. Uh, one other thing that has me very excited is the NCAA is now beginning the process to allow athletes to prop it off their likenesses by January 2021. This is a very big deal because, as you know, we have not had an NCAA football game or basketball game since 2013 when Ed O'Bannon screwed over all college football video game fans. EA basically said they want to make NCAA football, and now maybe they can. Uh, There was a quote that said, Our position is we would love to build a game. If there's a world where the folks who govern these things are able to solve for how to pay players for the use of their name and likeness and stats and data, we would jump at the opportunity to build a game in a heartbeat. Electronic Arts CEO Andrew Wilson told the Wall Street Journal. This isn't going to go into effect until January 2021, so the earliest we could get a game is summer 2021. Which would be... Would that be NCAA 22? Yeah. So we would have gone from NCAA 14 to 22, eight years without a game. But you got to think that now that they know this is coming, EA is like, okay, reskin Madden. Yeah, they'll have it ready. Whatever PS5 Madden looks like, just, okay, 
Let's get everything ready so that all we've got to do once they, they cross the I's and dot, no, dot the I's and cross the T's, they can just be like, okay. Put names in. And, yeah. And that, that's the other thing. Maybe now they'll actually have names. Because in the past, they got around it by just being like quarterback number eight. But he would have all the stats of insert quarterback here. Right. You know, I'm so excited. I As much as I've always liked Madden, I think I almost liked NCAA football more because it was so different and – like, I mean, the NFL has changed a lot since this last game came out with the run-pass option and the Wildcat. I remember when that came into Madden and everything. But it's like it's just so different, and I like just playing as Texas or Memphis or whatever and trying to build it up and doing the recruiting, like all that stupid stuff I loved. So I really, really hope that this does come back in a couple of years. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. I don't even really play Madden that much. I don't know that I've ever played any of the NCAA games, but – I'm happy for people who are happy for this. I used to get NCAA football and Madden every year because they would come out. NCAA would come out like a month before. Yeah. Because it would come out in July, I think. And then Madden was in August, like late August. Um, and I would get both. I would create myself. I'd be a cornerback. A cornerback? A corner, yeah. Why? I don't know. That's what I always want to play. And I would I would actually play offense and defense. I'd also be a wide receiver. <laughs> I, I, was a two, I was like Charles Woodson. So... I hope it comes back. I'm very excited for that. Also, one other thing here, uh, Blue Point, because I had to talk about this. Blue Point Games is apparently they're they're trying to kill me. They're trying to troll me to death. I would like to read this tweet, as is such. <sighs> so calm this spooky night. A symphony. They they didn't accentuate these words. I'm just going to accentuate them. A symphony of rumors, not one but two, return from shadow. A resistance to dart home as black monsters, black, twisted metal black, I don't know, monsters escape twisted hills to wander lands and siphon souls. Filter, that is weird. That is weird that those two words are so close to each other. I want this to be Metal Gear, but that is, that's weird. Filter your candy collections soft from solid... And be eco-friendly. Have a metal Halloween. So, what what are they doing to me? I mean, they could be working on none of this stuff. That's... So... To me, the games, or at least some of the games they're likely referring to, they're so obvious... Twisted Metal Black maybe is a little bit of a... Although they do say metal and black, but... They do say Twisted Metal and Black in there. I think Twisted was in there, right? Yeah, Twisted. Oh, really? Well... I mean, not in sequential order, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... I don't know. It just seems so obvious that that's what they're referring to, but at the same time, they're obviously not making all of these games. No. Which leads me more to believe that they're making none of them than some of them. <laughs> right. You know, like, and I, I can't imagine they'd be working on two games, right? But now I will say, so Games Radar Plus tweeted this was just earlier today. Blue Point's cryptic tweet teases remakes of Castlevania, Metal Gear Solid, Demon Souls, and more. Dan Dawkins, who a guy I discovered in the three year lead up to Metal Gear Solid Five, he's a huge Metal Gear fan. He wrote, he did some of my favorite analysis work and, and his, his writing is great and he's he's just a big Metal Gear Solid fan. He was great to interact with too. Like he, he would tweet people back. 
And he retweeted and said, I heard about an MGS remaster months ago. And this tease is almost too daft. He's British. Not to hold weight. I I know I'm doing it. I know I am. CM Punk's going to win the Royal Rumble, whatever. Like, I just can't imagine they would come out and be like, yeah, we're doing a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. Oh my God. Well, what about Siphon Filter? And what about Twisted Metal Black? And uh, no, we were just kidding about those. But that one, we were serious. That's what I'm saying. Like, it almost, and also, unless they're somehow doing all of them, which I can't believe. To me, it seems more likely that they're not doing any of them yeah. than that they're doing one of them. You know, I don't know. It's weird that they say not one, but two. Yeah. I don't think Blue Point's even big enough to work on two games, though. That's what that that's what I want to see if I can look this up. Uh, B-L-U-E-P-O-I-N-T-G-A-M-E-S. Like, I, don't, I can't. They're basically saying they're working on two games. Oh, they're based in Austin. That's cool. Um... Blue Point Wikipedia. Let's see how big they are. Uh, does not say. Hmm. I mean, they did do the MGS collection, the HD collection. Oh, they did the God of War collection too. I think I forgot that. When they remastered the PS2 games and brought them to PS3, that was Blue uh, Point. I didn't realize that. So I don't know. I really just think they're trying to kill me. And we're not going to know anything anytime soon. So I'm going to stop worrying about it, but I just had to bring that up because I would be remiss if I did not. Anything else up? Nah. Sean. Yes. What have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing some Mario Maker. Uh, did you make any more? Uh, I did not make any more, but I played some pretty fun levels. Um, I did start Call of Duty. Really? Eh, I don't know. It, there's something I don't even remember. I think I'm playing on regular, the equivalent of medium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I even went all the way to easy. I don't know. I've died many times. Mm-hmm. There are so many times, especially in the beginning the first where you're in like the train yard or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm getting shot and I see the red. I'm like, Oh, so it's that way. And I look (laughs) over there and I just see nothing, but I see pew, 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 like bullets. I'm I'm like, there's nobody over there for me to shoot. Like maybe they're way, way, way far back. And they're so far back that they're so small that I can't even see them. Or maybe they're hiding behind something and just doing this. But I'm like, I'm just sitting here getting shot and I can't shoot back at them. There's nothing. I don't see anything. And I don't know if it's, me getting old or if it's me playing on a apparently not big enough 55 inch tv but i'm like i don't plus the menus my i'm like they are so tiny like i can't read anything and then i'm getting shot by guys that i i'm not seeing in other levels and this has bothered me in almost every first person shooter game other than like like squad based type things yeah i can never tell until it's usually too late who's on my side and who's not I'm like, ooh, that guy's wearing tan instead of beige. Like, I guess that's a different color than my, and I'm dead. Like, it's just, I don't know. I'll probably make my way through it because it's not that long of a game. It's not doing it for me. Yeah. Do you remember how far you got? There's 14 missions. Um, The last thing I remember 
is the one where you're trying to like take the armories and you can control the remote control planes and crash oh, them yeah, into. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Okay. I I did that. So that's probably like the third one. I There's the so. original one. There's the one where you're sneaking around with the girl and doing like you had to blow up the helicopters. And then the next one, you've got the RC planes and you're taking out whatever. Have you gone to London yet? I did that one. That or was, I at least I at least started it. That one was tough for some reason. It was like because I don't know if it's because you're in a city and it's dark or what, but I was having the issue you were having. Like I'm yeah. like I'd I'd come up the stairs and it's like brr, 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 I don't know who's shooting me. And then I go yeah. back down the subway, heal up, go back up, try to get behind something. So I think I started it, but I don't think I beat it because I don't remember going in a subway. Okay. So I probably I remember getting there and I remember cars blowing up and yeah. stuff and but I probably didn't beat it. But yeah, so I think I'm on the fourth mission. Okay. So, I don't know. It's more or less exactly what I thought it would be, uh, for better or for worse. It's not a bad game. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's just not for me. It's not, nothing's really changing enough for me to, it's like, ooh, I'm killing people in, a city instead of a, a train yard now it's just like the same thing i don't know and it's it's my same problem with like basically any first person shooter and you could probably make a similar argument about any game that's ever existed and that it's the same thing over and over yeah. again that's kind of what video games are but i don't know it's it's not a bad game by any means i'll probably beat it um but I think I played it that one night and I haven't played it again since. So it's not like it's drawing me back at all. So I don't know. It's about what I thought. Um, any multiplayer? No, I didn't <laughs> even bother. No, thank you. Did you play anything else this week? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's it. Maybe a little more Cuphead. No. Because I remember last time talking about the dragon, and I haven't beaten the dragon yet. Did you ever check your saves if they were there? I have not done that yet, okay. but I'm pretty sure they're not. God. Oh, that just stresses me out. Um, I did a little bit of Mario Maker also. I actually got world records on both of Sean's levels that we played. You broke one week. of them. I completely broke the game, and you should go back and play it. Just be like, see if you can get it to do it. Yeah. Just because, I, like I said, I had happened the one time, but yeah. Um, but the other thing I did... I when I was on my PS4, it was after I watched The Dark Knight with the kids on Saturday. Yep. And I saw my notification thing up there. I was like, "What notification do I have? Click it." And it's like, "You've only got four days left of PS Now or something." I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I had a free month of that from Jason. I redeemed it mm-hmm. and I haven't even tried it." I tried PS Now, and as much as I complain about how just bring the Metal Gear Solid HD collection and all this other stuff on the PS4. I decided to try out PS Now, and I played Metal Gear Solid 4. And it wasn't that bad. It seemed like, now it could just be me thinking it was clear and looked better than it was 11 years ago. Yeah. But it looked it looked a little off. It looked a little blurry or something. And again, it might just be because it's it's an 11-year-old game. I don't know. But it play. I ended up playing it for an hour. At first, I was just like, I'm just going to try it out, walk around, see how laggy it is, expecting it to suck. And it didn't suck. 
Really? So I got through probably halfway through Act 1. The cutscenes are so... I, oh, I got up to Drebin, where you meet Drebin, and okay. then I stopped after that. But like... And as I'm playing, I'm like, I remember all this. Like, I've probably beaten that game as much as it's not anywhere near my favorite Metal Gear game. I've probably beaten it five, six, seven times. Because, like, I'm going through Act 1. Yeah. Like, I when I beat it the first time, I think I went right back in and played it again and then played it again after that. But, like, I remember where, like, oh, yeah, I got to sneak through the city. And then once I get down this street, I know I can. there's people shooting at each other from each side. Oh no, I played until I got past Drebin. That's right. And then I went to where you get into the building where Meryl and her guys are, but I stopped before I got Johnny to Johnny Poopy Pants. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw Johnny Poopy Pants in the barrel. And it's just like, when I see that again, now I'm like, Oh my God, this is so stupid. Like, do you remember when the, they, this soldier's walking by and here's <laughs> coming from this barrel. And he's like, what? And he lifts up the barrel and Johnny Poopy Pants is sitting there with his butt hanging half out. And he's like, huh? Uh, and then he runs away trying to pull his... It's so... That kind of sounds familiar. It sounds ridiculous. And so I didn't meet Meryl because I knew that was a pretty long cutscene and I was tired. But I was just like, it actually worked. And there's some pretty decent PS3 games. That, like the Metal Gear Solid HD collection is on there. So I can play Metal Gear Solid 3 on my PS4. I have to stream it. And I don't know that I want to pay 10 bucks a month for it or whatever it is. But what else is on there? Uh... A lot of Sega, like Sega CD, uh, Sonic CD is on there. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I remember that that was on PS3. I never downloaded it. The new Rocket Knight game is on there. I kind of want to try that because I've never played that. I heard I it's not that I didn't even know there great. was one. Yeah. They put it and kind of like a reboot, but not a not a remake of the first Rocket Knight. That's on there. there. There's a bunch of decent games on there. Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 are on there. I was like, maybe I'll try Resident Evil 5. But now I'm like, I've only got like two days left. Right. Of having this free trial, I'm probably not going to go back to it, but I'm at least glad I did try it because now I know it doesn't just suck. Now, this doesn't change my opinion on Stadia or anything because this is just an an additional feature of PlayStation. You know, it's not a right. whole. I don't even know what you would call it. It's it's not its own service, its own ecosystem, whatever thing that's gonna that's trying to run games and. 4k at 60 frames per second and all this other stuff you know so it hasn't really changed my mind on stadia but i'm glad i at least tried it did you ever redeem your code Mm-mm. well then you've got you can redeem it and you can play for it yeah i kind of forgot i had it too but. so i wish i wouldn't have redeemed it i don't know why i did it right away but because i did it like before we went to the beach which was dumb because there's a week oh, yeah. i can't use it you know but it was not horrible and i was very pleasantly surprised um the other thing I forgot to say when Sean was talking about Call of Duty, so it was the biggest opening for Call of Duty this generation. They sold $600 million in three days. Crazy. The wow. number one digital opening in the history of Activision. The number one selling game already of 2019 because Call of Duty. And it's the number one selling Call of Duty PC launch of all time. So you just put the name Modern Warfare on it and people come back. I, frick, I came back. I bought this stupid thing. I'm, yeah. I haven't bought a Call of Duty game and stuck with it in years. So, hmm. but that's all I've been playing. That's all I've been playing. You want to get the news of the week, Sean? Let's do it. So BlizzCon 2019 was this weekend, and they kicked off the keynote thing basically with a non-apology apology. Um, 
people are still pissed about Blitzchung and the Hong Kong stuff and all that. We're not going to get into all that, but I did want to at least mention that they tried to make an apology. I mean, the guy's still suspended, so it's like, I don't know what you're apologizing for. You didn't fix anything. Yeah. You know? But there were two big things outside of that, which some people are pissed that people are excited for these two things, but it's like... I don't know. It'd be like if if Konami announces they are remaking Metal Gear. I'm like, do I stay pissed at them for what they did to Kojima? I'm not saying that what happened to Kojima in the Hong Kong... I'm I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm just trying to draw a corollary. Do I remain pissed at them and not play a game that I really want to see remade from the MSX all the way up to the PS5? Do I stand my ground and say, no, Konami, I'm mad at you. I'm not going to play Metal Gear Remake. I would like, I mean, I might, but I don't think I would. Like, I will probably play it. Even if, hell, if they put out Metal Gear 6, I'll probably, Metal Gear Solid 6, I'll probably play the stupid game. Oh, of course you will. You know? So, if if people are excited about these two announcements, just, that's okay. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, if you want to just be like, no, I hate everything about Blizzard now, and that's fine, then... Don't don't be excited for things they announce. But if people are excited, who cares? Let them. Like, what is it? How does that affect you? Right. Just. I'm not going to get into it, but we all just let people yeah. live for God's sakes. Yeah. So the first announcement was the big one that I'm actually intrigued by. And that was Diablo 4. This comes from IGN. Through a lengthy, brutal cut, brutal cinematic trailer followed by a gameplay trailer, Blizzard has announced its isometric action RPG, Diablo 4. It is being developed for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Now, that surprises me. We're a year away from the 5 and the 2 coming out, or whatever they're going to call it. But they said that these are PS4 and Xbox One games. I will say right now, I don't believe that. Unless they've been working on this game for a very long time, I can't see it coming out in the next year. And I think if it, yeah. it if it's after that, they'd be crazy not to put it on PS4 and PS5 and Xbox One and Xbox Two. You know, maybe they're just further along than yeah we realize. Diablo Four Four <laughs> was the first announced game at BlizzCon, which is a good thing considering how anticipated it was prior to last year's BlizzCon. To much fan disappointment. Do you remember what went, happened last year? Everybody was hoping for Diablo 4. Oh, yeah. And then they announced the, the iPhone game, which I actually think Diablo would work well on an iPhone. I don't know whatever happened in that game. Maybe they canceled it because they didn't even mention it in this thing. Diablo 4 has been described by game director Luis Barriga as going back to the series' darker roots, where every monster and character has a sense of place. It will be dark and gothic. Quote, a bleak and shattered hellscape bereft of hope and beset by demons. Bariga also says that the world is that the says that world is very important in Diablo 4 and the world of sanctuary will be front and center. Drowned, undead and brutal goat men were mentioned. And Diablo 4's vision of hell was described as dark, gothic and medieval. You will also group and trade with other players or murder each other in PVP zones. In a separate press released, it was also described as a contiguous, seamless landmass for the first time in the series. The first classes will be the Barbarian, Sorceress, and Druid. Players will be able to experiment with deeply customizable character builds thanks to talent trees and skills, as well as a loot system filled with legendary items to collect and personal mounts. 
I'm not going to describe the classes. You know there. Um, he also mentioned Barig also mentioned the importance of Diablo's legacy in Diablo Four. It is inspired by the sense of dread from Diablo One, the class lineup and loot chase in Diablo Two, and the best in class combat from Diablo Three. The company also pressed that the technology allows for smoother character character animations and the seamless world. It's being developed for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It has been rumored since last year's BlizzCon, but a leaked art book tipped us off to this announcement. What do you think? I've never gotten into Diablo. Um, I never played three. I think I played one or two, but not both, and I don't remember which it was. Maybe it's changed since what I played, but I just remember it being just like point and click, and you just like, there's an enemy, click on him, and your guy just walks up. And as long as you're holding down the mouse button, he's like, yeah, 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 and then he's dead. And then and then and then it just seemed very like there's no real combat. It's just like I'm gonna point to this guy, and my guy's gonna go up to him and slash him and slash him and slash him until he's dead. I'm sure I'm oversimplifying it. Don't come after me, but it's never done it for me. Now you have or had Diablo three. Yeah. What did you think? I I played it for I think a couple hours. I got it for Christmas and I got a couple other games at that time too. So I think I just I left it and just forgot about it. I liked my time with it. It wasn't that simple, so maybe it was Diablo one that you played. Yeah. On PS four, like you move around the world and everything, but then you've all your face buttons are different kinds of attacks. And it seems like there would be times where there were a lot of enemies on screen and you would have to walk around. It was almost like a isometric old school God of War where it was just button mashing and yeah. stuff. But it wasn't as simple as just go over there and hold a button. You would have to do different attacks and you'd have meters that would charge up and stuff. Um, I liked it, but I never went back to it. You know, yeah. It's like I thought I was going to like it. I remember after Jason and Brent were here a couple of years ago and Jason was like, he kind of scared me off of it, but I was like, I still want to play this because he said it's just, it's super grindy. It's a lot of just walking around yeah. and slashing and getting loot and upgrading and blah, 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 blah. I'm at least interested in this. You know, they at least a little bit of Diablo 3 I played, they showed that it can work on a console, so that's good. Right. So I don't think it would be like a day one purchase for me. I don't know what it would take for me to get it, but I don't know. I would be willing to, you know, hear people out if somebody wants to try to sell me on it like i'm not just going to write it off but yeah like you said it's not a day one purchase yeah um i'm certainly more excited about it than this next one though overwatch 2 was also announced game director jeff kaplan officially announced overwatch 2 at blizzcon the game will feature story missions similar to some of overwatch's seasonal events hero missions replayable co-op modes hero leveling up and hero customization Overwatch 2 will also have a new PvP mode called Push. New maps and multiple new heroes, including Sojourn, seen in the trailer. No release date was announced for the game. The game's core competitive version will be called Push. Kaplan said the core game mode will be played in Quick Play, Competitive, and in the game's esports league, the Overwatch League. Aptly named. Overwatch players will get to play on the brand new Overwatch 2 maps as the new heroes. He said it is a, quote, shared multiplayer environment where no one gets left behind. In other words, multiplayer PvP will be cross possible across the two titles. I didn't read all this before. I, <laughs> I just copied and pasted it. How the hell is that going to work? I have no idea. Cosmetics will also transfer over to Overwatch 2. 
So your player it doesn't really progress sound is like it's a lost. new game. No, it just this sounds, sounds like, like here's it's an some expansion. new maps and characters. Yeah, this is this is now this is really weird. In the new push game mode, two teams will compete to have a robot push an objective to the opponent's side. As it stands, Overwatch currently has four standard game modes: assault, control, escort, and hybrid. Um, yeah, there's new heroes too. I don't need to read this whole thing because it just is what it is. But um, yeah, I'm not excited for this at all. And now after reading that, I know I didn't read through everything there, but that's that that blows my mind. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand how you can do. You can play on Overwatch one and play against people on Overwatch two. So it's not going to be all new maps. Otherwise, there would be no way. It's not like you can be on one map and they're on the other, and all the topography, all the buildings and stuff are the right, same. Right. Well, they that's just look that different. Tends to make me think that Overwatch Two has everything that One has in it, plus some other stuff. Yeah. And if you're true. playing Two and you happen to be on an old map, then you can play against. I would think people there were, who are, I don't know. I would think there would be balancing issues and like. Yeah. That's. I mean, more power to them for trying to do something, but I. Even with a single-player mode, I don't care about Overwatch. Obviously, my boys are going to want it. Um, but the fact that they didn't announce any consoles or dates or anything tells me this is PS5 and Xbox yeah. 2. They, I think they would also be crazy, unless it comes out like two years from now or something, to not also put it on Xbox One and PS4, you know, just because the player base is there and it's so strong. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not buying my kids a freaking Scarlet. It's five $600 Scarlet just so they can play Overwatch. Um They'll be excited for it. It'll be interesting to see what it ends up coming to. And that was really it. I don't care a lot about Activision Blizzard stuff, so that was really all I cared about. Up next, the PlayStation 4 is now the number two selling home console of all time. The PS2 is at 155, but as of September 30th, the PS4 has now sold 102.8 million units. The PS1's at 102.49, the Wii at 101.6, and the PS3 actually outsold the Xbox 360, which I forgot, at 87.4 million. The PS4, uh, let's get through all this. PS Plus subscriptions are now at an all-time high, 36.9 million people are on PS Plus. That's pretty good. PS Now is over a million subs for the first time. I wonder if that counts me since I got it for free for a month. Uh, they also implied on the earnings call that they were looking at buying more studios after they purchased Insomniac, which is interesting. Also, we did get some hints um, about the PS5, what it might cost. This comes from Push Square, which is cl- quickly becoming my new favorite site. I'd always heard about Colin and people and beyond and, and other people talk about Push Square. I've never actually like followed them on Twitter for some reason. I finally did. It's like nerd heaven for me. It's just it's obviously it's just all PlayStation stuff. Yeah. But it's it's so good. So this comes from Push Square. Sony's not saying much about how much the PlayStation 5 will cost just yet, but it doesn't sound like the system will carry an extortionate price tag. I don't know that that's a word. But Google likes it. Speaking to investors as part of a financial briefing earlier this week, the organization explained that it's focusing on market penetration and market acceptability with its next-gen hardware. What does this mean? Well, effectively, it means to set a price that consumers will accept so it can maximize the device's install base early on. Of course, this is going to prove a balancing act. The system sounds like an absolute beast with very little compromise on specs, so it's not going to be cheap. Affordable, though, that appears to be the aim. Um, 
if this thing somehow is only, and I say that laughing, but if it somehow is only 400 bucks, holy crap. I think there's no ch- no chance. It's going to be 500. That That's what I'm thinking. Now, the only thing, and I don't know if they've addressed this, if they've already said we're not doing it, would be if right off the bat they come out with like a 5 and a 5 Pro or something, like two different <sighs> models. I think if they if they do that, they've lost because that's going to shoot. There was rumors of that going around like a month ago or so, and I was like, I hope this isn't true. Yeah. I don't think it's true because why? Well, that's what worried the way that read, and they're talking about like. Oh, I see what you're saying. You yeah. Know. You can have this one or you can have this one. Right. I don't know. I don't like it. But I think that's the only way we get one for four hundred. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think about the PS4 being the number two selling console of all time? It's crazy because before this generation, everybody was saying this is the last generation. Console gaming's dead. Mobile gaming's the future. Looking at you, Rasan. And now, number two selling. It's never going to get to number one. There's no. no chance. There's no chance. The PS2 is unstoppable at 155 million. There's literally no chance. But that's cr- over 100. By the time this is done, it's going to get to 110. I would say, give or take. It's crazy. Because you got to uh, think, when maybe. the 5 comes out, they're going to drop the 4 to like 150 or 200 or something. Yeah. And there's so many good games out there. They're, they're going to sell a lot this holiday season still because moms and dads that don't care that the PS5 or don't know that the PS5 is coming out next year are going to see all these Black Friday deals for like 250 And one of the rumors is you can get for 250 a PS4 Slim with, what was it? God of War, Spider-Man, I think Uncharted and The Last of Us. Good Lord. Yeah, like, hello. So I think they get up to around 110 or so. But yeah, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, that's awesome for PS4. Every time I see this, I'm realizing that I forgot just how crazy the PS2 was. Like 155 million. That's insane. Um, Got to get that DVD player. I also, I guess, didn't realize that the PS3, the PS3 outsold every Xbox. Like that's, I mean, good for Sony, but that's also pretty embarrassing for Xbox. I, I just didn't realize that it's, the PS3 outsold them all. It's so weird because for almost that entire generation, now again, Xbox had a year head start. They That came out in 05, the PS3 was 06. But for almost that entire generation, Xbox was kicking their butts. Because Sony complete Sony pulled a Microsoft in the next gen when it's like it's six hundred dollars. <laughs> Get a second job. You actually said that on stage. What yeah. are you thinking? But then in the end, PS3 ended up selling it by maybe like a million or something. It was like neck and neck. Really? Yeah. Wow. Keep doing what you do, Sony. Don't screw up next gen. I just realized I was supposed to talk about that PS5 thing later in the document. I have now deleted it, so I will not. Talk about it twice. Next up, the Switch continues rolling in its sales as well. As of September 30th, it has now sold 41.68 million. Up from 34.7 million on March 31st. So in six months, they sold 7 million. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I know the overall number of 41.6 million. This thing is going to end up, it's only been on what, two and a half years now? Yeah. That's crazy. 
It'll sell 100. And we're going to get Breath of the Wild 2. We're getting Prime for it some point. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully a Prime trilogy. Maybe another Mario. Maybe we get Mario Odyssey 2. It's just Pokemon's coming out in, what, a week? Uh, No, like two, two and a half weeks. It's the week after Jedi. It's the 22nd, I think. It's going to sell. It'll be over 50 million. E- and this is just as of September 30th, so we're already more than a month removed. I won't be surprised if it's over 52 million or something by the end of the year. Like Pokemon is going yeah. to move units like crazy. As much as I don't care about it, it's going to sell units like crazy, especially because they got and they got the special edition Pokemon uh, Switch and Switch Lite also. Right. That's awesome. Good for Nintendo. The Switch Lite in its first 11 days on the market sold 1.95 million. That boggles my mind. So the uh, yeah. and the switch number that includes switch and switch light. So right. again, and that's another way that it, this thing's going to end up selling like crazy because you also got that version now too. They sold 246 million games and attach rate of 5.9 per console. That's up from 187.5 million on March 31st, which was a slightly lower attach rate of 5.4. The top 10 selling games for the Switch are Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, nine, just over 19 million. Smash Ultimate, 15.7. Mario Odyssey, 15.3. Breath of the Wild, 14.5 million. That's just on Switch. Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee combined for 11.28 million. Splatoon 2, 9.28 million. I have that game. I've never once played it, but my kids liked it. So really? I've contributed to that. Mario Super Mario Party, 7.5 million copies. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that'd be that high. Mario U Deluxe came out earlier this year, 4.59 million. Mario Maker 2, 3.93 million. That number is surprising to me. I cannot believe that's not like double. I know it just came out in yeah. June, but who has a Switch and doesn't have Mario Maker? Yeah, I would have thought. I mean, yeah, I guess it has. it's only been, what, four months? A little over four months? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a million a month. I don't know. I would I would expect it to be higher, but it's obviously it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. And then coming in at number 10, after only nine days, Link's Awakening, 3.13 million in nine days. Huge success. I'm very happy about that. For some contents, context, not contents, A Link Between Worlds in its lifetime, it came out in 2013, 4.07 million. So Link's Awakening may have already beaten that. That's insane. And I think Link Between Worlds is a better game. But I'm very happy. I'm glad we got a 2D Zelda. It's just crazy that it's 3.13 million in nine days is crazy. I think a lot of that, that should tell you something, Nintendo. Give us a new 2D Zelda game. A new 2D Zelda game. Anything you want to add, Sean? No. I mean, those are all... Uh, I mean, I'm kind of shocked. Splatoon. I mean, I know a lot of people like it. I'm shocked Splatoon's up there. I mean, other than that, it's like Mario... Basically Mario, Mario, Zelda, Pokemon, Splatoon, Mario, 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 Zelda. <laughs> like Splatoon is kind of the odd man out there. And yeah. that's, I mean, pushing 10 million, that's pretty good. But yeah, I would expect Mario Maker 2 to be higher. I don't know. I think that'll get a boost this, this Christmas season as well. Yeah. But we'll see. Next up, we've officially got confirmation of our first next-gen games. I think these are the first ones to actually be confirmed. I could be wrong, but 
Ubisoft, and this comes from IGN, has confirmed that Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters will all be released as cross-generation games, meaning they'll be on PS4 and 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Scarlet. The news was announced by CEO Yves Guillemot in a Q&A session held after Ubisoft's earnings for the first half of the 2020 fiscal year were revealed. Not only will the games, which were recently delayed from early 2020 slots, be available on PS5 and Scarlet, they will also take advantage of the new features and hardware offered by the machines. Guillermo, 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 <laughs> Eves also mentioned that in addition to Watch Dogs, Rainbow Six, and Gods of, Mon- God of Monsters, there will be a further two AAA games released in the fiscal in that same fiscal year. These have yet to be announced. They've got to do it. It has to be Splinter Cell. It's probably, my guess would be, yep. the next Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell. Uh, it would make sense. <laughs> Quote, the five titles will be on this generation and, oh, they all will be, okay. On this generation and the next generation of consoles. And they will take full advantage of all the new features that are coming with the new machines. Which are actually, you can't start a sentence. Whatever. Which are actually going to be extremely interesting for players as you'll be able to download new content a lot faster. Wow. Okay. That's your comment about next gen. You can download <laughs> stuff faster. Players will experience better frame rate, so there are lots of very good elements that will come with these new machines. End quote. This change of plan puts five games in a similar position to Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which was released on the PS3 and 360 as well as the PS4 and X-Bone. Guillermo noted on the earnings call that releasing early on a new generation console is useful despite the small install base because the user base grows over time and they can continue to sell to new users. The call did not reveal when the fine games will be released, but it seems now that it's more likely to be around holiday 2020 mark than the summer months, with potentially a number of the titles kept as launch day games for one of the consoles. Specific dates remain to be seen, with E3 2020 a likely place that they could be revealed along with the two mystery games. What do you think? It seems weird that they're saying there's going to be five games coming out that year and they're all going to be cross... whatever. Cross-gen. Yeah. But... I feel like you're just shooting yourself in the foot if you (laughs) release them all too close to one another. But then... Are you going to... I mean, I guess they could be released after the system comes out and still be like, hey, here's the PS4 one also. And they could do some before it even comes out and say, here's the PS4, and now we're re-releasing it on the 5. I don't know. It seems a little weird that they're already confirming all five are going to be on both. It's very weird. I do wonder what the heck it actually means for the dates I don't know that I agree with what they're saying, that they'll probably all be around holiday 2020. You're going to tell me Gods and Monsters was scheduled for February, Watch Dogs for March. I don't know what Rainbow Six was. And now those games are going to get delayed eight, seven, eight, nine months. I don't know that I believe that. But yeah. the weird thing for me is, so now, I think I'm to the point now where I'm like, I plan on getting a PS5. If I'm going to get a PS5, and I'm gonna have fantasy final. I almost said final. I almost said fantasy star. Final Fantasy Seven to keep me busy. The Last of Us in May. Other games we don't know that are coming out. Maybe Cyberpunk. I don't think I'm gonna play it. But 
I've got those to keep me busy for a while. Even if Watch Dogs comes out in like July or something. You just wait for five? Yeah. If I'm a few months away, why even get it? Like I feel like, and especially the way they're talking about this now, the way those cross-gen games worked last time, the PS3, it was they they were not great. And you even think about like Metal Gear Solid 5 came out in 2015. That was cross-gen. The PS3 version looks like crap. The Xbox yeah, I can't 360 version looks like crap. Three. Yeah. So I'm like, why not just wait and get the full experience? I mean, they're going to get my money either way. I'm going to buy Watch Dogs Legion. But now right. I'm like, why would I buy it? I don't even have a PS4 Pro. If they're building these games to take advantage of all these new features and fast download times, I think I should just wait. I would, yeah. So I don't know. That Gods and Monsters still looks super cool. I'm very interested to see how that ends up. But yeah. I uh, lost my note. Where? Oh, it closed. Hold on. Stand by. Come on. The final item on the list, I will get to it here, is EA is teasing that they're going to be remastering some old games very soon. This comes from Push Square. Praise the Lord, EA just gave hope to every Mass Effect fan currently in hibernation. The publisher plans on releasing some, quote, exciting remasters of fan favorites in the coming year. And that means just one thing to us. Our hopes and dreams of a massive... This is not me speaking for us. It's Bush Square. Our hopes and dreams of a Mass Effect trilogy remaster are alive and kicking. In its latest earnings call, EA states that it plans on launching multiple remasters before its next fiscal year ends in March 2021. Mass Effect is the obvious candidate, but we wouldn't say no to a bit of dead space on our brand spanking new PS5 if a remaster was to release in late 2020. I, I I can't think outside of Mass Effect. Like, I can't think of what I would want them to remake. I never played Mass Effect. I don't know that I would play Mass Effect, but can you think... When I think of EA, I just think... Well, I mean, I guess I think Star Wars, too, but, like... Yeah. You, you can't... They, they came out on this gen, so that's not it. Right. I, I don't know what else it could be other than Mass Effect. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can really think of. Maybe they're going to remaster Madden. <laughs> I mean... Bring back Madden 17? Yeah, like... Everybody loves... Not everybody, but a lot of people love... Not going to do it. <laughs> I didn't want to crunch on the microphone. Love Mass Effect. It, it seems like of all these kind of games, like... That's the style of RPG I can get into. Like, where it's basically like an action RPG. It's not turn-based. It's not any of that, yeah. you know? And it's in space and whatever. So, if it's all three games for 60 bucks, maybe I'd think about playing it. But there's a lot of Mass Effect fans. I know you guys are happy because you were not happy with Andromeda. Um, and if you thought Anthem was going to fill the void, that clearly didn't happen. <laughs> so, hopefully, it is the trilogy. And hopefully, we also get... The Metroid Prime trilogy. I can't believe we don't have it yet. And now the wrap up. The first item I already talked about and forgot to delete. So, yep, Overwatch <laughs> Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 were rumored for BlizzCon. Should have deleted that. Uh, EA is finally back on Steam with Jedi Fallen Order. They have been neglecting Steam um, for a very long time, but they're back. So PC people are happy about that. In hilarious bit of news, Sony has trademarked the PlayStation 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 in Japan. 
Somebody did there's, the math. There's not going to be that many. No, I don't know that there be may a not PS6. be a six. Yeah. Somebody did. I think it was Damon Hatfield did the math, and he said if there were a PS10, judging by six or seven year windows, the PS10, if it actually happened, would release in like 2054. I'm like, my no, God, be, I'll be old. Because seven times five. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that's about right. I would have thought later, but wow. I will be in my 70s. If I'm in my 70s and playing the PlayStation 10, <laughs> I've had a pretty good life. Um, I just thought that was hilarious. I mean, yeah, I guess they, they trademarked the PS4 and the PS5 when the PS3 came out in 06. So they had, their, but it's like, how had somebody not gone in? I'm sure there's, like, could I have gone in and just trademarked the PlayStation 6? I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it works, be, but I'm going to guess no. I'm like, sorry, Sony, you got to pay me $10 million if you want to call it the PlayStation 6. Uh, the PS Plus games were announced for November, as were the Xbox games with gold, and Sony gets a win because they get Neo and Outlast 2. Also, it was announced that Neo 2 is coming out March 13th, 2020. I had completely forgotten. Neo is a PlayStation exclusive. I had no memory of that. I thought it was on Xbox also. Yeah, I think I had forgotten that. Uh, Neo, I'm at least excited to give it a try. I don't know. Like, I never beat Bloodborne. I didn't go back to it. But And this is kind of like Samurai Bloodborne, but more but different from what Sekiro ended up being, you know? I'm excited to at least give it a chance. I know I'm going to suck at it, but I might as well download it and just give it a try. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll definitely try it out. I might do that this week, actually, before Death Stranding comes out on Friday. So, Xbox games with gold were not very good. The X-Bone is getting shart. <laughs> shart? Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter, and Final Station. Xbox 3 get three oh my god 360 gets Jedi Star Star Wars Jedi Starfighter wow and Joy Joy oh my god why am I falling apart I'm not even drinking and Joy Ride Turbo would you say it's safe to say that Sony wins this month I would say very safe Sony that's two months in a row you've won I'm very shocked uh I had a did you know that I forgot to write down, and now I'm trying to find it. Um, uh, I think this is it. So, Sean, mm. did you know there was an early version of Resident Evil 4 that was shown and then scrapped and turned into a new game? I did not know that. There's an early build of Resident Evil 4 that was completely scrapped, now referred to as Resident Evil 3.5. In the trailers and gameplay footage released for the game, Leon battled possessed dolls, a fog monster that resembles Uroboros, and a recurring enemy called Hookman. Some elements used in Resident Evil 3.5 included quick-time events, some sort of secondary weapon for fighting the dolls, and a blue-screen filter for battle sequences. Do you know what this became? No. Devil May Cry. Really? Yeah. That it was like, it's almost like they wanted to go the super action route before they jumped the shark with six and a little bit five. Yeah. That it was just, it didn't make sense. Like I've seen footage of this and it's, it's still Leon. I mean, they didn't really just like 
reskin it as Devil May Cry. They yeah. had to add stuff to it, but what they were going for ended up becoming Devil May Cry. Hmm. So, I mean, did it even look like Resident Evil? It was, you could tell it was Leon. He still had a, like a brown jacket on, but I feel like it had like the puffy, like the... Like Bane? Kinda, <laughs> but not as long, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so you could tell it was it. It was still fixed camera, if I remember right, because I know I've seen this before, not recently, but I think it was still fixed camera. Yeah, and I remember seeing ghouls and ghosts and spooky things popping up on screen and stuff. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it ended up becoming Devil May Cry. So Devil May Cry was born out of Resident Evil Four, and Resident Evil Four, one of the best games ever, was also born out of Resident Evil Four. That, ladies and gentlemen, is it for episode one hundred and fifty-seven. Thank you all so much for being here. Obviously, you know, you can find us at nerd901.com. So go over there where they're connecting nerds around the Mid-South and the multiverse. Extra Life is coming up this weekend again, November 9th, 10 a.m. Central Time. Be there or be square. Also check out Ernie the Blur Without Fear over at youtube.com slash blurred without fear. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Kevin White 24 He's at Real Sean White. Together we are two player underscore. We went the same way. Co-op. I think you've changed. I think I went my usual way. Okay. Come on. Come on. Delete. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> I do. Uh, so follow us over there. You can support us at patreon.com slash two-player co-op if you so choose. We're on Twitch at twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. Obviously, you know, youtube.com slash two-player co-op. If you're just listening on audio services around the multiverse, go over there and give us a like and a subscribe. But if you do like audio, and I know Sean does. I love audio. You can go to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and other audio services around the multiverse. <laughs> Also, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash two-player co-op gaming. We talked about it last week, and we got a view. Yeah, nice. Now we just need to get that up to three <laughs> and then back up to five. Maybe if we post it there, it would help. But nonetheless. Thank you guys so much for being here for episode 157. Again, Extra Life this weekend. Next week, podcast might be a day or so late because... I want to. I'm gonna want to really get as much time with Death Stranding as I can. Maybe we'll record like Tuesday or something. If you're free, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I want to give. I want to at least be able to put enough time into it. And that's the other thing I've heard that it's like the first ten or hours or so. I hate when people say put ten hours in the game and then it gets good. It's not that they're saying that, but it's like if you can get through those ten hours, then you start to you start to really learn the game and the cadence of it and you you start opening the chiral networks and then you can start seeing stuff that other people have left in the world like they can build bridges for you over troubled waters they can put like bathrooms or whatever and signs and give you get likes and all this i don't know i, I don't really know what the heck this game is going <laughs> to be oh um oh the other thing i didn't mention at the top i can't believe i didn't do this it's not silent hills which makes me very happy well yeah because I've said all along, it's not Silent Hills. There's no ruse. And everything I heard is the game is the game. And they explain everything at the end, everything that's happening in this this world, this Death Stranding. Um, the one thing I do worry about this game is that I'm going to get it, play it for a week. Jedi comes out, which I cannot wait. I'm going to drop Death Stranding then, unless it has completely hooked me. And then after I beat Jedi, I hope I want to go back to Death Stranding, but I'm so I'm so worried about this game. I really am. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's good. I hope I like it. I'm sure you will. We'll find out next week. But until that time, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing. <laughs>